Hello and welcome, guys. Behind the Bunker, episode 516, podcast 395. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. It's Monday night. It is uh, what seems to be the middle of or the beginning of paintball season, but things are quiet these days for some reason. Uh, we just had Ion um, and we had NXL a couple weeks ago, but there just still doesn't seem to be much bite in the industry right now. Um, but we have uh, some great topics tonight to talk about. We have some of your questions. And uh, yeah, we'll get to all that uh, just a little bit later on in the show. With me tonight, we have uh, Josh Zubizabrikis. Yeah. And uh, finally tonight, I've outdressed Gavin for the show. <laughs> so I'm super stoked about that. Did you start your collars? I did. Yeah. It's from popping them all day long, right? <laughs> yes, I just walk around with them popped all day. And... You say it's because you don't want to get bit by mosquitoes, but it's it for style. Like buttons done up to 11. Yeah. How's uh, how's your lunch at the uh, country club this afternoon? This is quite all right. <laughs> your cucumber salad? Did you? Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yuck. And How then... was the avocado toast? Good. Ooh. My club does not sell avocado toast. And and do you still have uh, instructors with Milos for tennis lessons? <laughs> I do actually. <laughs> Every day at 10 or 11. I, I have a hard time understanding his accent, so I'm not entirely sure. Nice. Uh, then we have Joe Kimson, who was not at the country club today. I was not. I was at the T-shirt open. Anyway, guys and girls, thanks for tuning in tonight to uh, Beautiful Behind the Bunker, and we will get going now, and we'll tell you all about paintball. Our good friend Gavin Sharma is not here. He's on sabbatical. He is. Uh, he has left our show, and he's doing another paintball podcast now called uh i don't know i don't know we'll find out what his new podcast is called all right ladies and gentlemen moving on tonight we have uh, a topic which we're going to ask you guys to post up in the live chat and it is uh what is something you only hear around the paintball fields and uh we had 306 comments just on facebook alone and uh, a lot of a lot of them about your balls but there are some clever ones too so we'll get to those uh, a little bit later on uh, we're excited to announce that uh, NXL Europe is back, ladies and gentlemen. 2021 European Championships. Uh, registration is now open on Wednesday, the 21st of July. So go over there and uh, get it up. No American Pro Teams this year. First event's going to be in Hippodrome de Chantilly in uh, France. So check that out if you guys are able to play. Uh, we unfortunately can't get over there, I don't believe yet. Or actually, can we get over there without? I, I think guess we, we can have go. To. We, we just to. can't come back, <laughs> or we just have to hibernate for two weeks or whatever it is. But I think we can. The Americans can travel to Europe right Apparently now. Apparently, you can come back and not quarantine if you are fully vaccinated. If you're fully vaccinated, oh, okay. For two weeks. Nice. Yeah. So okay. you have to be fully vaccinated, then wait two weeks. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, if you guys haven't checked it out, uh, have a look at Paintball Media. They have uh, their iconic paintball teams. Episode four, which is Bad Companies, coming out, uh, I believe, this week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I heard that's uh, going to be a good one. Paintball Extravaganza. That's happening this year, ladies and gentlemen. All I know is it's happening at the Hilton. Uh, February 8th to the 10th, 2022, at the Hilton Washington Dulles Airport. There's also a special room rate of $119. 
And or 75 if you sleep with Josh. 75. Ew. He's looking to share rooms. Um, what else? Yeah, that's that's about but it. Not but check that out. And uh, <laughs> Rick Chart will be posting up about that. And we'll have more information as it comes in. And this is the Paintball Extravaganza International Dealer Summit. It's the 17th annual trade show for paintball, field, airsoft, and whatnot. Um. So, yeah, we just uh, announced, our government announced this afternoon that Americans can now come to Canada as of August something, Ninth, halfway through, something August like that. 9th. So we're waiting now to hear if uh, you guys, uh, the states, will, will, yeah, let us let us back into your, your, your country. So hopefully, I mean, if we're talking August, by February, we'll be in the clear, unless nonsense hits the fan again. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully we'll what's, be, we'll what's be there. What's after Delta? And then yeah. Echo? And the the Echo, Echo variant? Yeah, the Foxtrot variant is being developed right now. So <laughs> there we go. Um, we talked a couple weeks ago. One of the subjects on the show was what is the best food that you've ever had at an event? And uh, Jared Skibo sends this picture in. He says, uh, I might have a contender for the best food at an event. One of my teammates is from Rhode Island. He made dinner for the crew at Ion. What do you look at that? I thought those were deviled eggs, but they were not. That's, <laughs> That's not so bad. Lobsters, crab, looks like little miniature steaks. We got some popcorn shrimp over here. Some, uh, what are they, clams or mussels? I guess they'd be clams. And then uh, he's, here's, clams. His, here's his picture. He said uh, he pulled them from the ocean on Tuesday and cooked everything on Wednesday. Wow. All right, Jared, you win. Doesn't get much fresher than that, does it? No, forget fresh. I'd even take that frozen right now. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I would love that. Ew. Um, I'm not sure how this got in there, but uh, this happened on the weekend. Movie theaters were open. <laughs> <laughs> that's not your knees. Uh, actually, that is. Um, I have what? Very, I have very slender knees. Allegedly, yes, we went and saw. I was convinced to go see a movie with the kids, and it was. Uh, the basketball one. What is it called? Uh, oh, why? Space Jam. Space Jam. I didn't realize there was more Space Jams than that, and I didn't realize what I was getting into. And I kind of, I, I, I'm glad I went, I suppose. But what a the popcorn was good. <laughs> popcorn was okay. Was the theater busy? Um, it's probably forty or fifty other people in the theater, but like you'd have a hard time throwing a kernel at them. Like we are so spaced out. And when we bought tickets as a family, we bought tickets of four. And we had to have two seats and then I think three or four seats between and then two seats again. And all the other families were supposed to do that, but they kind of just lumped their own families together, which right. we should have, but we didn't. But yeah, that was, uh, and now I realize why I don't go to the theaters anymore. It was okay. It was really loud and I couldn't get up to go to the bathroom without pausing it. Um, whatever. It was, <laughs> it was still good. I, you know, it's funny when you talk to people about it and you ask them, like, would you go to the movies? People's answer are either, are either. I can't wait to go back or, oh, hell no. Yeah, I couldn't wait to go back. I thought it was great when, when my wife said, yeah, I bought tickets. We The kids wanted to go. This is their their thing we're doing this weekend. I said, okay, great. Got excited. And then we walked in. I sat down. I kind of looked around. And I'm halfway through my popcorn. I was like, I'm kind of over it. Um, now, was that partly because of the movie that you're watching? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Space. I saw it at the drive-in on Saturday night. It was terrible. Uh, I'd never seen Space Jam, whatever the first one was. Space Jam. Okay, but I now know the secret to making a good movie is getting a professional athlete who you know is good at acting. 
and then put them in a gr- against a green screen There's to act no against thing. animated things. Oh my god. But yeah, drive-ins. I mean, we've got some in our area. Bobby, I'm not sure where you're from, but there's a couple in our area. Um Yeah. Um Happy Holton was at Ion and picked up a couple of uh couple toys. Let me see if I can zoom in on this one. 98. 98 with a flat line. And of course it has a scope. Depending on what this magnification on the scope is, if you shot that flat line, the ball would leave uh, the visual scope of the scope and then come back into it about 90 feet later. Do you remember how it arced really high? Yeah. And then and then dropped or what or was it or did it drop and then go high? I don't remember. You know, it would go high and then it almost seemed to float at out, some point. You'd have a down, kick point. Then it would float off. That's what I remember. Yeah. I thought the A5 literally kind of fell out of the barrel and then just kind of zoop went straight back up no the a5 had very similar like it kind of went straight for a little bit and then all of a sudden it dropped a little bit and then just sort of floated for a while yeah yeah um what else do you pick up here he picked up uh an auto cocker i can't really i should have changed that but there you go oh look at that look at the grip with the added extra extra finger area that's pretty cool and then uh he picked up this little pro light action nice that's nice yeah um he suggests what we should have uh is a new segment called uh what will it sell for i don't know which one do you think they'd get more money for i think the cocker would get more money than the flat line yes which would get more money than the sl i doubt it you think the sl i think i i would rather have the flat line than the pro light i disagree really I think the pro light would fetch more money than the 98. I'd rather shoot cockeyed balls halfway, uh, double the distance of any other gun. What do you guys want? What order would you put that in? I think the pro light's cooler. That's a uh, first generation one too. It's all cast. The pro light for sure. If it was a auto cocker flatline, then obviously <laughs> the cocker flatline. But I guess I'm just looking at it from a playing standpoint. Like if you had to play with either or, I would probably play with the 98. But then I don't think I've ever played with a pro light, so I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, we'll see what you guys have to think. Um, they're almost similar, and they're both Tippermans. Yeah. <laughs> both metal. Yeah. Both blowbacks. They both shoot paintballs. Yep. Guys, we have uh, Joe's Vault segment uh, up next. We have. Uh, then we're going to talk about the topic, which is uh, what do paintball players say. Only around other paintball players that you don't hear anywhere else. And again, well over 300 comments plus uh, what we got on Instagram and Twitter. So we're going to stay tuned for that. And um, we have mail time. We asked you guys some questions. And um, yeah, we'll get to more of that in a minute. So why don't we check out Joe's Vault and we'll be right back, guys. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball and we explore something that's kind of neat, something that's cool, something that I found in my mom's house today in the same place the studio is today we're going to look at a former rental unit hopper this is a, a vl80 view loader um this one has been modified for rental use the the butler creek flip top was glued on and epoxied on so no one could uh lose it also the front cap is held on with electrical tape and the pop-up lid is also glued you can see some hot glue or epoxy in there there's also remnants of that's right california magnum solar pink paintballs in here so once we switched our pmi ones 
from just the regular feed to um, direct feed. We used the 40 round ammo boxes, then eventually the view loaders came out. These are pretty heavy duty plastic. This one is a little bit cracked, obviously from use, but it's probably, I don't know, nearly 30 years old. So it's actually in pretty good shape. This um, scope cap has lots of spring in the spring, but it's pretty cool. Anyway, this is my VL 80 round loader. We ran these on PMI 1s, PMI 2s, our Sheridan rifles, and some of us uh, ran them on our 68 specials and later on our automatics. Anyway, guys and girls, thanks for watching from the vault. We'll see you next time. Pew pew. So that was uh, my one of our view loaders. Like I said, that was a, a, field, a previous field rental uh, hopper. And previous to that, we were using WGP ammo boxes. Then, then before that, it was just uh, nothing was nothing was direct fed. It all had the stock, and you know the PMI ones and the PMI twos had a ten round feed tube. The Sheridan rifle, I guess, had a maybe a fifteen round feed tube, and the Mark One Uzis, of course, didn't weren't direct feed, but they held thirty eight rounds. So that was sort of our first foray into um, mass mass paint but i guess we were at that point we were selling paint in tubes of 10 so it's it's kind of quite an evolutionary process if you think about where we're, where we're at you have to think though back then not only were the guns every year getting revamped and new technology but the hoppers came from tubes to you know loaders or larger hoppers to you know all this technology we've come to a screeching halt a couple years ago and it's not by the fault of the manufacturers i just don't know what more we can do with our industry other than changing the caliber of paintball um i know nobody wants to know my or hear my opinion about 50 cal but i still think we need to move over to 50 cal and have more of a realistic you know more realistic uh paintball gun and and uh you know your tubes would be smaller your mags would be would be easier like i think the whole sport would would be better if it, if it had a smaller <laughs> I, I don't know maybe i'm wrong but that's always that's always kind of my thing you would I, gain a, a little more reason realism i guess if you think about the um, tmc 50 cal it's you know you can hold 25 rounds in the mag so that's that's pretty close to real you know actual 30 round mags so be, maybe would it be closer to airsoft probably okay I, so airsoft i like airsoft for the reason that they look real i like how people can really you know look the part play the part and aside from you know it being plastic bb's it, it is cool but it lacks the markability of paintball which is why i play paintball um i i think if paintball could get closer to that realistic look I, I don't know. I think it'd be fun. Now, I'm not talking, you know, speedball will always have its, as people call it, the space guns. But I, I think from a scenario player standpoint, mag fed player or rental, wouldn't it be great if you could have a realistic gun that you play within the video games? Um, wonder how that would do for the sale of, of paintball to, to the masses. I, I don't know. know. Yeah. And let's be honest, if it wasn't for the paintball masses, paintball still wouldn't exist. I mean, it's paintball would never survive just on gun owners alone and speedball alone. No, it's, um, the, it's really the re the rental market is, is where that, the birthday party, the corporate group, stuff like that is, you know. When we used to have a field, people would come play paintball like that. Yeah. 
Uh, Matthew Watts, Sadly. who's new to paintball, <laughs> says as long as they can uh, make 50 cal paint at some level of consistency, 50 cal uh, failed first time uh, because the paint sucked. I think only a couple years ago did 50 cal actually improve enough where a rental would be able to shoot it out of just about anything and still have it break. I think 50 cal is finally getting there where it's where it should be. Uh, we've seen some really good 50 cal in the last little while. We saw some really good APX 50 cal that we shot for a time and it was uh, it was fantastic. Some of the GI stuff was terrible. Some of the marbleizer was okay. But that was our experience. I mean, maybe it's different for you guys, but uh, yeah. Sorry, Matt, I didn't mean to call you out on being a new guy. I'm sorry. You and Bob, I think you guys both started this season, didn't you? You and Bob Spicer? Yes. Uh, Bob's definitely new. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. He plays like he's new, doesn't he? So tonight, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, we have uh, a topic at hand, and it is uh, what is something you only hear uh, around other paintballers. And again, you guys went crazy uh, on the comments. Some of them are similar. Some of them are, the, you know, some of them are, you know, whatever. But I, I still found some of them pretty, pretty cool. And we'll go through some of them. If you guys have anything. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bob. If you have anything, by all means, post it up in the live chat for example uh michael mcmillan said uh bro it sounds like you're shooting hot where else are you going to hear that um er kevin erickson want to share a bunker together uh <laughs> david hubber hurry hurry up man i need those anal beads and that's in reference to those uh Loaders. i highlighted three or four of those what marker is that for though it's the Modern Combat Sports or the MCS. The one MCS the, one. The right. mag. I don't know which the mag ma The is. mags, whatever. The mags for the MCS. Modern Combat Sports. Yeah. Um, nice shot, bro. You got me right in the face. How tonight's not going to sound like a porno, I don't know. I know. But it's like certainly... all one big ding fest, and I just <laughs> can't Rock, bring myself to Ken do Rock it. Ken Rock says, put your barrel condom on. Um, my balls are warped. Um... <laughs> that's that's a medical condition actually i had to google that one quit wiping chris mcnamara f and wipers um paint check check your hopper take your hit your three ways messed up <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good one next on jerry springer my hopper's jammed i gogged him patrick brooks says how do you like my balls on your face yeah Wayne Skinner wrote in, sick anno, bro. <laughs> See, I like that because that's not a ball joke. Although I do enjoy the, the ball jokes. Uh, Martin Riss brings up an old um, constant fight that takes place on in the internet all the time. Don't freeze your ammo, asshat. Yeah. Let's put it to bed again. No, you can't freeze it. Stupid. Uh, Matthew Moss, lube, who uses lube? Oliver Zuby. Powell, you're chopping uh, balls. Alec Olson wants to know, can you get that paint off my ass? I can't reach it. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> if you can't wipe paint off your ass, how do you wipe poop? 
Here's another three-way one. Brent, Michelle, My, Foster. Wait, I'm the only one concerned about this? <laughs> no. Somebody out there can't reach their own hey, bottom. You know what? I think I probably even said that once because as an as a, as a X-Ball player, you're covered in paint. You can't reach underneath where your pod pack is. And you can't see it. And they say that you got hit on the butt. So, like, check it. So, I, I, I understand that reference. Okay, I, between I the crack of your pods, I get. But seriously. Yeah, well, it's between the crack of something. What was that, Matt? Oh, oh, I'm allowed to talk? Okay, cool. Yeah, whatever, <laughs> yes, it's your segment. Yes, Zuby. <laughs> uh, another one. Brent Michelle Foster, I had a three-way with my cocker before I started stroking the bump. <laughs> Jeff Thompson, you don't wear darn tough socks. <laughs> uh, Tommy Stork, he's in the knuckle of the snake. Daz says, can you slip your fluffy into my barrel? <laughs> I, again, there's nothing dirty or profound about any of this. Uh, I think you've heard this around Josh, the baseball fields. Josh Williams, me asking my buddy, what size are your balls? <laughs> my buddy, Gage is showing 0.687. Me, well, you know they're going to swell some. So I'll, <laughs> let's just use this 689. Bill Castro, he's ramping. Mike, ramping. Mike Grizzly Grub, my balls are busted. <laughs> Push forward, push forward from the guy furthest to the back. Uh, check your melon, sweet pea. <laughs> Tyler Smith, my balls are curving big time. <laughs> uh, Noah Barner, he is hiding behind the Dorito. Yeah. Uh, Eric Rough, Rough Road Beige, I emptied all over him. Jesus. Steve McEwen, such a smooth pump stroke. These balls are sweaty. Can I get a new bag? Uh, nice shot right here in the face. <laughs> and Matt, Matty Frost wants to know, is that a stiffy? <laughs> Joe Moosemiller, pump slower. I just thought of this one. Can I have your ramrod? That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, uh, George, hey, those balls are not from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just gooed my condom, says Eric Angler. <laughs> in the live chat. Oh, this this show just went to shit. Oh, Thanks, Ro Eric Angler. Roger Weber, <laughs> spray and pray. <laughs> yeah. uh, my balls are busting in the barrel, says Aaron. I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> I sure am. Uh... Oh, Andrew Webster with a non-ball joke. He says uh, snack packs. When we commentate speedball, we always refer to them as snack packs when yeah, they that's get your, two. That's your favorite phrase. I do like the snack pack. Or a full meal if someone gets more than a three-piece. Um, and that precisely is why I never watch. Because I just get hungry. Matt Croson says, uh, get your hand off my balls. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the thing, we just highlighted the ones that we... <laughs> that we enjoyed. Um, Cameron Shane Sonnenberg says, uh, "I have so many balls." That's the opposite of Lance Armstrong. Uh, <laughs> he has less than one. Eric Angler, what color is your fill? <laughs> <laughs> that one really tickled me. I like that one. Uh, that's good. Oh, how how did you get so many uh, shots from a 68, dude? I jack up, <laughs> says Bob Spencer. Oh, Christ. And that's bad because he's, he's probably saying that from his hot tub. Oh, a classic here from Brandon Lamy. 
egg. Yes. Oh, uh, that's a terrible one. Um. Oh, what is this? Uh. Shoot you soon, David Justice Reaper said. Uh, we're not happy until you're not happy. I like that. Oh, and my favorite is, do you need me for anything? <laughs> oh, Flagger <and> paintball. <laughs> He's Matt peppering coming in me. there late. Nice. <laughs> nice. He's peppering me. Don't want to walk over that. Um, I like this. Uh, I, I I don't know your name, sir. Pa- Papatucci sixty one says, "That's the best you guys can come up with for ideas." <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, no, not for us. I'm talking like, have you ever had someone had a game plan and? <laughs> oh, I thought he was referring oh. to our topic selection. <laughs> yeah, all well, that true. That too. I uh, I posted on Instagram today, just soliciting for you guys. If you had questions, post them up. We'd answer them on the show. And some guy tore, tore me a strip and said, like, what are you guys out of ideas? It's like, yeah. I'm just... On episode two. <laughs> no, have you not seen our 500 plus episodes, man? Jeez. Uh, John Jones says, see you in the middle. Speaking of three ways. Uh, Eric Engler from the safety brief always wear your goggles because you don't want it in your eye. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you don't watch... Uh, so Bobby Douse wrote in, when the parking lot stories start happening, someone is eventually going to say, or rather do the shooting motion with their hands. Yeah. 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 Something that necessarily isn't said by paintball players, but I could smell it, is Axe Body Spray. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of from the parking lot. Back in the day before everyone got so sensitive, we used to call that an Italian shower. Mm-hmm. Um... See you at the 50, Skellington713 says. And uh, Stephen Blair, 64. Oh, I thought it was the real Stephen Blair. Stephen Blair, 64, says, my balls are dimpled. Yeah. Um, my uh, my favorite is watching the staging area when, you're, when people are shooting graffiti and they open it up. And somebody goes, hey, come smell this. <laughs> it's never a good time when someone says to you, come smell this. No, no. Um, two I thought of this afternoon I wrote down I hate it when people say this uh, but players on this field and this is mostly speedball but I've heard this on the scenario field too get off my field oh I hate that one it's irritating um, check it buddy there's another <laughs> one and then uh, I thought of do you like the curve of your balls <sighs> again hitting the lowest common denominator I think Joe's the only one I would tolerate if he said get off my field but that makes sense. But no sniveling person out there with an attitude shooting a fellow needs to say that to another player. Get off my field. Especially someone rocking an old Sheridan KP3. Bye bye. Rock Thomas, wipe me, bro. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Uh, Eric Engler, quick, get behind me. <laughs> or, they, or they ever so sensual when you're standing in the dead box somebody looks at them and goes oh you got something on your cheek and they pull out a microfiber and just gently wipe the mask uh, George Hay says pew pew and um, Eric Angler my balls are dimpled mm-hmm. uh, James Anderson my mirror oh, my yeah mirror. that's true yeah. Yeah. that's true you could always say the same as I got I got your six but no one really says that well, Top Gun. That's true. 
Bobby Benjamin. That's only because they're inverted, though. When is Top Gun coming out? <laughs> Hopefully soon. It's out soon. on Netflix right now. Good. No, the, the new, new one? <laughs> no. I was going to say, better not be going to a theater. No, they, they just put out the, uh, the original one on. They should have two, like the, they should have Top Gun and then Zuby's cut, where it just cuts out the volleyball scene. I don't think, by the way, that they were expecting to go back to movie theater so quickly as well, because the previews that we had that we were watching before the movie were all like November, October, and January. November nineteenth, Top Gun comes there you out. Go. Yeah, but if you went to the movie theaters now, that's what th- those are the previews you'd see, right? Yeah, yeah, I, t- I think it's on par. If they're remaking Top Gun, they need to remake Hot Shots. Part two. Yeah. Part two. <clears throat> there is three, isn't there? Uh, I think it's part two is, is the first one. What? No. No. There's Hot Shots. Hot Shots part two. Okay. I thought it, there was, was a Was there third. a third one? Oh, no. Someone Google that for us. If I'm you don't on it right now. Bobby Benjamin says. Hot Shots part two. Uh, and there's three, there's ju- actually. Is there three? There's Hot Shots, Hot Shots Part 2, and Hot Shots... No, there's only... No, it's just two. Just two. Okay, so then, yeah. So there we go. I don't think they'd have any problem getting Charlie Sheen to go back. <laughs> Not right now. Wolf Critchell says, what about an Iron Eagle remake? No. <laughs> Iron Eagle? Which one's that one? Oh, I remember that uh, one. That's with Lou <coughs> Gossett Jr., isn't it? I don't know. Um, Bobby Benjamin says, uh, my balls are a few years old, but they shoot straight. (laughs) (laughs) That's so wrong on so many levels. Uh, and then Connor Mater Bryant, uh, says ding, ding, ding. And let me tear open my sack. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Tagging Gavin in that. Charlie Sheen does not have any upcoming movies on IMDb. If anybody is actually. Oh, good. So he's not doing anything. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> Hot shot. He's in Grizzly 2 The Predator from um, 2020 and he You can just stop Lance. the Predator That's it Grizzly Remake the Firebirds They were going to remake the Thunderbirds Pixar was going to do it but Oh boy oh boy Charlie Sheen George Clooney's in it In what? It's called Grizzly 2 The Predator Sorry we're not talking about food Gavin We're talking about movies <laughs> Well, while we're uh, talking about movies, ladies, or uh, movies, we'll get back to paintball in just a second here. But I, first, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, Planet Eclipse. Did you guys know that Planet Eclipse has uh, more championships, new mechanicals, new electros, new territory, including the new MagFed division? Get Planet Eclipse, ladies and gentlemen, and take on the world. When the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, and biggest selection, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag Pop Smoke. There we go. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options make AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. Made in America by Brent. Dreams fade, ruthless paintball products, colors, sublimation, craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off your order. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. Make your game boil. Get Exalt. Available worldwide. Hack your commute and dominate any terrain. Snowboard all season with this self-balancing board that feels like carving fresh powder all year. Whether it's 12 to 18 mile or 
20 to 28 kilometers if you're normal. And hands-free operation, you can crush boredom and want to never stop riding. Shop now at ride519.com and get 15% off your order using the promo code BTB15. DLX Technologies, ladies and gentlemen, true industry innovators with some of the lightest and fastest. And don't forget sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get you to the podium. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, where you want to be. Um, so thank you to all of our sponsors. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here on Monday nights uh, recording our podcast. And uh, thank you to you guys that are watching us on Facebook, giving us our likes, giving us our shares. Thank you to you guys watching us on YouTube, uh, giving us likes and comments as well. Uh, a few of you guys have been subscribing lately too, and I appreciate that. Um, and for those of you that are watching us, or sorry, listening to us as our podcast, um, thank you. Thank you for checking in every week. Um, anybody have any more comments on that last topic or are we, we done? And, and I, the, I had a lot of repeats <clears throat> that other people already said. So yep. there's a lot of comments. And Matt, yours, yours are finished? Yeah, I think we've milked that cow thoroughly. <laughs> yes, I think we have. All right, well, why don't we move on then, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah, every week we pick up pick a topic. So if there's anything that you guys want to uh, think would make a good topic, let us know. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll try try yours. Bob wants to know if we can play paintball on one wheels. I don't think you'd want to. That, that's too much fun crammed into one activity. The head might explode. Maybe in the after show, guys, we'll revisit the topic that we're talking about right now and what movies should be remade or there's what. four Iron Eagles, actually. With uh, Luke Gossett Jr. And I Maybe that's too them. many. I was going to say, I've never even heard of it. How gerbage are they? Um, Iron Eagle 2 is from 1988. They need to come out with a police academy. Iron Eagle 1 is 1986. <laughs> you disagree? Uh, like a remake? A yeah. new one? I think, well, you, you can't do a new one because half the cast doesn't exist anymore. And even if they did, it would just be a Golden Girls episode. So maybe we, maybe we do a new one. Iron Eagle 3 is from 1992. Yeah. Can we do that? Can we start redoing movies that are like 50 years old with the same people playing the same <laughs> roles, doing the same characters? Just like a complete Mel redo Gibson of them being Danny 50 Glover years older? Pull, over, pull off a lethal yeah. weapon. Oh, they so could. Oh, lethal. Yeah, they could be the police officers in the Eagle retirement home. Iron Eagle 4 is from 1995. Oh, what about another Boondock Saints? That's a great one. They Andrew. made a second one. And they, it was awful. Yeah. It, it's been officially disavowed by the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think Iron Eagle Four is where it stops. Jeez, hmm. this is Y two K. Well, why don't we get back to that in the after show? I've got a couple questions I want to get to that guys have submitted today, and Gavin's not here today, but we'll take over his segment. We'll rip his sack open, anyways. We'll or rip his sack it up. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of both. Uh, John Jones says, uh, being as I was apparently way off the mark regarding sock hats last week, uh, what's something from paintball's past that you guys would like to bring back? Could be soft gear, markers, protective gear, events, uh, companies, uh, absolutely anything. Well, let's, let's start, let's start with events first. That's an easy one. Um, I would like to see IAO come back. That was a great event. And I would like to see World Cup back at Disney just for the nostalgia of it all. And the exposure, maybe. Um, and Challenge Park does not exist, but there was also some good Living Legends events back in yeah. the day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with Todd. I would like to see an IAO back in Cranberry, Pennsylvania, in that same, in that same um, 
hotel with the lobby in the middle where you could look down and all the people lurking and chatting. It was pretty cool back then. Yeah. Uh, Matt Watts says, bring back OCS. Uh, denim, uh, JT denim, like cargo pants. No, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew says angel markers. I agree. I would like to see if angel continued its, its legacy and continued on. Um, there's no reason why they still wouldn't be one of the top, top markers out there. Uh, George Hayes says pine pod steins. Uh, Robert Hansen said renegade jerseys. <laughs> yeah. Andrew Woodward says 32 degrees flame drop forward. Uh, Di- Disney's ESPN coverage. Again, that was awesome. Uh, inexpensive marker cases. And uh, I think the JT Pyramid. I think oh, yeah. All paintball, <laughs> I think all paintball guns sold should come with a case. That way it encourages people to transport them yeah. safely so that you're not walking around like a cowboy. Or at least a really long sock hat, so you could simply just slide yeah, it over slide top. Slide into a sock hat. And then if you're cold while you're leaving the field, you carry it to your car. Maybe you a velvet. Put it in a, the trunk, and then you take it off, then you can wear it home. A velvet sheath. Yeah. Yeah. Here's like a crown royal. Here's yes. a question for yes. you guys watching in the live chat: Would you prefer guns to be less money and sold just the gun, where you have to finish it with um, an ASA and maybe a different regulator? Or do you like the fact that it's all done and you don't have to put any thought into any upgrades at all? Because there was something fun about buying a gun and then having accessories and upgrades to put in new bolts, new everything. Um, George Hay, you're getting banned for even mentioning the Evil Omen for coming back. Uh, and Diablo Paint, says Matthew. What about Zap? Some of the some of Zap Paint was pretty good as well. Yeah. Oh, now, hang on a second. I want to go back to George, George Hay's comment, Evil Omen. That suggests that it was here in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I know George zero. has a magic touch and can tech a lot of guns, but I don't think he would have a chance with an evil omen. No, unless he just peeled the sticker off and put it on a tip in '98. George, here's a gun that here's an evil omen that's not working, and here's an evil omen that actually works. Try to get the one not working to work with those parts; it wouldn't work. You'd still wouldn't have a working no, gun. Clearly not. No. Oh boy! As a field operator, I like plug and play. Says Charles Holton. I, I I agree that part is neat, but don't you wish you could buy a high end gun that you could buy parts for and just customize it the way you want to? Well, that's what the base. That's what an autococker was like in two thousand and four. You could buy a basic autococker, then you could buy you had an option of different you know three ways and regular LPRs and regulators. So you could really do it up. Then you had an option of a either a pipe kit or a caner kit because the barrel the gun just came with uh yeah. you know a one-piece barrel and you know then you could put a clamping feed neck on and i think it's like when guns cool. used to came, come with a stock barrel and the word stock barrel was not a, an endearing term now when you buy let's say a, a cs2 or or something you're getting a, a hella good barrel you almost don't need to do anything with it yeah. um actually i would say you don't and 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 but back in the day, it was, here's a piece of aluminum because the rest of the money went into the gun because we know you're going to go and buy, as Joe said, an evil pipe kit or a, or a caner kit or something. So, uh, And yes, caner kits need to come back. Uh, when Bud Orr starts watching again, we'll make sure that we uh, get him to fire up those Who, machines. Was it First Strike that was coming back with that concept where we were selling just the receiver for markers? And then you could buy shrouds and barrels for the front and stocks and I, mag was... I, was that an extravagant? That was that. Was that the last extravaganza, extravaganza they were talking about? 
coming out with something. Then we had a pandemic hit, and then everything stopped. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of buying just the receiver because I've got barrels and shrouds galore and stocks galore. And like, I don't need more. If I want, like, I've got good barrels, I got good stocks. I want to be able to buy the receiver and then put all my good stuff on it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bob Spicer says uh, <clears throat> automags basically came stripped. Yeah. Yeah, you had yeah. basically the gun. That's it. You had to put your own uh, adapter on for your tank, and but auto mags were essentially universal. You could swap out almost any part. Everything but the barrel. <laughs> I was just yeah. gonna say that. Yeah, Let's... but at that point, you could buy a whole new body yeah. that had threads on it or a quarter twist or whatever you wanted, right? Hey, you know what? We're gonna design a gun. Everyone else is using barrels that just thread in. Let's put in something that you have to like jam it, ram it, twist it, and then pull it. Okay. Why the hell not? Okay, <laughs> you may smack talk it, but what other every other company at the time was making proprietary threads. Yes, but but built-in ball detente. Yes, with O-rings that help secure it in. And when you put that barrel in, you had everything. You had where the ball dropped in, and it was smooth bore from there all the way out the marker. There wasn't any yeah. seams. There wasn't any alignment issues. It's once you it was in, it was perfect from. From where the ball dropped in all the way out. Yeah. Hey, that uh, was brilliant. Annex in the in the live YouTube chat says the fact that markers come fully built make getting into paintball less intimidating for new players. Yep. I agree with you on that. Um, I guess when I when I'm making my point, I'm kind of thinking of the high end stuff, like something that a guy that's been around the sport for a while would know enough to be able to do on his own. Um, and that really was the case back in the day. Some of the beginner markers, like the spiders and the piranhas, they were pretty much done out of the box, but not really. And they were they were a little bit easier to, to deal with. Um, something else that, that they used to do back um, not too long ago is have complete pair, players kits for the, new, for the new player. You walk into a paintball store and there's a box that legitimately had a gun, a goggles, a tank, everything that you needed to play paintball. Even with some had a pair of gloves, some of them had squeegees in them. But you could walk into a store and and be out with a gun that had a full year, like parts and labor warranty that you could take to your field and it would work. Um, those were a treat selling, and you knew the next weekend you'd see the guys at the field with it, and you'd help them put it all together, and they were out to the races. Um, but those same guns also did have upgradable parts too, so that was kind of nice. Uh, Adam Langobojaniski in the live chat says, uh, the EMF 100 right now is amazing straight out of the box gun. Uh, now they have trigger body kits, valves. Um, yeah. So you can still get upgrades for those. You, yeah. So inception makes some pretty neat bodies for them. Uh, just look at Titman's out of the box. Yeah. So there you go. Andrew was talking about Titman's working out of the box, but you can customize them. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so then, okay, so getting back to his question, we talked about events. Let's talk about soft gear. I would say anything from a product or a company called NXE. They had the best pants, pod packs, vests. They were pure quality. Uh, Tipman ended up buying them, um, but did market them for a little while. And then just with another acquisition merger with... Uh, with key, I guess, at the time, they that line got that, dropped. Yeah, that, but, they killed uh, that line. That was... Uh, that was single-handedly one of my favorite you know soft good soft good manufacturers um, um what was the question again so uh, what what piece of equipment would you like to bring back and we're just talking about soft gear right now uh, spec ops the broadsword yeah. vest yeah there you go 
Why, why is it so hard for any paintball manufacturer out there to take a note from pod packs and put the cummerbund in it, the elastic, so it doesn't bounce around when you're running, so it doesn't move. It like just holds everything. It was essentially a pod pack with a yeah. vest on top of it. Yeah. Like, Many of those paintball manufacturers have tried to make vests and tried to make soft goods, but then you know, with with the people you know going to magfed and things, they're they're buying you know sort of real steel like things like you know Condor and. Whiskey two four and you know all those other brands. Some of that shit's so expensive. <laughs> John Jones says Jackie money. packs from Planet. Uh, Andrew says anything from Reds made. Yes, Reds please. gear bag was good, and their battle swab was probably one of the best uh, quality. Their stool battle was swabs. beyond compare. Stool. <laughs> 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 well, oh. he ate a lot of fiber. Tipman combat pants says Roger Weber. Okay. Um, full clip. Matt Matt Watts would like to see that come back. Yeah. Um, just add a battle belt to a tactical carrier. What was um smoking pants? What about smoking jacket, George? Hey. How about standing pants? Uh, turtle pack says Jeff Thompson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt Matt Watts said full clip. What about ops gear? Ops gear was a good one from that time. That just sort of hmm. fell away. Ops gear. Spec ops. Ops gear. Spec- no, Ops Gear was a. They used to sell like the hundred round pods and stuff too. They did a lot of military training stuff. Oh, Chica uh, Estrada wants to see paint uh, brass eagle paintballs come back. Um, <laughs> I always liked Indian Springs half packs, says Charles Holton. Wow, you can tell that Charles is new to the sport. Uh, Red's full length knee shin pads by Robert Hansen. Yeah, NXC pack. There we go. CP Custom Products. Mm. Yeah, that's a company that used to have, you know, they sold something small to everybody. You know, you'd always see a guy, yeah, with a CP bag because he bought a little drop forward or a... And I apologize, someone in the earlier chat talked about bringing back um, uh, the the flame drop forward and I didn't get a chance to say it, but uh, I did see it in there. Uh, And Real Marbleizer says Roger Weaver. Uh, Amen. Uh, I I would love to see GI bring back. Obscure still, you can buy stuff. Their website still exists. Yeah, they it's changed a lot though. Like it's um, they used to do training videos and all kinds of stuff like that on shooting and tactical movements and. Uh, and little Garvin Sharma in the chat says, "What about the strike loader? Striked loader. <laughs> strike loader. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, How about six eight caliber paint? Yes. Oh yeah, let's talk about that one." God, if you are a paintball manufacturer out there, well, whatever. They're not going to do it. No one's <laughs> so, going to no, do no. it. Okay, so to that to that end, <clears throat> tolerances. Let's bring back zero tolerances. Okay, like I'm talking about manuf- like back when auto um not automatics auto cockers were made in the United States. When you got that piece of machinery, and that's what it was. There was no tolerances for where screw holes were. Like everything lined up, everything was drilled perfectly. Screws went in nice and nice and neat, right? And then they went offshore, and then you get stuff. And some of the frames were not lined up properly, and the three ways in the front were crooked and cockeyed. Like it, and the anawing was sloppy. Like it, it sucked, right? Let's bring back zero tolerances. Andrew Hayward, sorry, Woodyard, is um, talking about Diablo Hellfire paint. Did you know that Diablo paint, um, Draxus paint, Zappa paint, and GI paint all comes out of the same factory? 
in Montreal. Just put in different boxes. It comes off the same lines. Just but it's it, different because they're in different boxes. It is, but they all come <laughs> off the same lines. So just a- FYI, Andrew, just just so you know that that all paint that paint all came off the same line. Hellfire is really probably like a four star right now, so yeah. it's it's similar. I think everyone has like Bob's talking about Diablo Hellfire was amazing. I think everybody had a good experience with a certain brand, and that's in the back of their mind as being some of the best. Yeah. Um, I used to like the the, the original Evil with the clear shell. I some like the All Star. Yeah, and the uh, all-star and the marbleizer, which uh, coincidentally came from the same plant. <laughs> I notice how none of you are talking about polar ice. When all yeah. when all when all-star and and um, what was it? all-star and what was it? Todd, what just, evil, evil w- yeah. came out of the Florida plant. That stuff was was <laughs> fantastic. Paint. Andrew Woodward says my brain brain just exploded. Yeah, Zap Chronic. <laughs> admittedly, um, I used to not like to root for Zap, but that Zap Chronic was always good. We, we played it a couple tournaments that only had the Zap, and the, the Chronic was fantastic. And then, then when Zap, when um, <clears throat> Draxus or whatever bought Zap, they moved all the machines from Strathroy, Ontario to Montreal, and Zap was made there. So you had um, <laughs> all that paint coming out of the same factory. That's yeah. You had Zap, um, Diablo, and... Um, Draxus all coming out of the same plant, and then they made and then they made um, GI. But in the defense of the Zap product, though, when Zap was make, being made out of that plant where the Zap machines were, there was a cubicle wall just kind of resting up against one of the machines. So technically, it was kind of separate. Uh, but that <laughs> there was uh, a line on the floor. <laughs> yeah, they put a piece of tape, on some the green tape. Yeah, uh, Zap Advantage was toothpaste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll say that. So I whatever I mean paintball manufacturers right now are making paint just as fast as they can. I mean you're never going to see paint back to 68 caliber again. It's just not cost effective, and you're not going to see a heavier, weightier paintball again. It's just not going to happen. But uh, well, that's a good argument for just straight up going to 50 cal. Yeah, I was just thinking that. I just didn't want to bring it back up again. Give a couple more seasons; they'll be there anyways. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, what if they re-engineered warp feeds and brought them back? Andrew, I have a brand new one in a box. I'll listen, sell you. Listen, Andrew, <laughs> there's no need to re-engineer anything. It's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. With a stronger, more durable plastic nowadays, they could probably make this warp feed with, like, instead of eight pounds of plastic, probably seven pounds now. Meh. But would oh, you really want you're to? Such a hater. <laughs> I think they should bring the Stingray back now that you can run it on yeah. high pressure air, and it would work so consistently. So back in the day, you know, Joe or myself would probably have like a poster of Heather Locklear on the ceiling in our bedrooms. You know, Heather Thomas maybe even depending Farrah on Farrah Fawcett. <laughs> Matt had a poster of a of a of a mag auto mag with a warp feed on it. Um, so, so yeah, you bring it up. <laughs> So you bring it up. What's your point? (laughs) (laughs) What you saying? I had an AGD six pack up there. Uh, Yeah. I was going to say you had a poster of someone with a six pack up there. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I didn't know where that came from. Okay. So time's up. Time is up. Ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do. If you're watching us on Facebook right now, thank you so much. We're going to say farewell. We're going to continue to broadcast over on YouTube and record for our podcast. Uh, our podcast gets uploaded at midnight every Monday night. And if you guys uh, would like to listen to the entire show, uh, just download the podcast. You can get it anywhere that you get uh, them from. Um, yeah, Adam Adam says, how about any of the Walmart stuff that's been on the shelves since they rebranded from Wolco? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it Woolworths? 
it was Woolworth originally. Then when Wool Woolco came to Canada from the states, they they switched them all over to Woolco. Yeah. Oh well. All right. So thank you guys for watching. We miss Gavin. Hopefully he'll be here next week. He's just on some uh, well-deserved holidays, but we'll see him uh, hopefully next week. And maybe we'll see you guys over on YouTube or in our podcast. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll see you next week. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also, follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. All right. Hey, guys, we are still broadcasting on YouTube and we're still recording for our podcast. So nice to see you guys over there. We'll wait for you guys to get over to YouTube and uh, re-reside in the live chat. So the other part of John Jones questions, we talked about events. We talked about soft gear markers. That's that's an easy one, I think. Um, oh, we forgot to say Skyball. Yeah. Talk about an event that you'll never see again. Skyball. Yeah unfortunately what about roger center ball roger ball <sighs> and it's it, someone was asking as well today earlier today why or when are we going to see paintball in in uh in the olympics and we get that every every you know all the time but we can't even have an agreed upon set of rules we don't have an association we don't have a governing body they think the insurance companies are probably the closest we have to a governing body right now, and that's pretty bad. I don't know how you could even. It's kind of scary. And the thing is, okay, let's say, Ga you know, let's say Gavin, Josh, Joe, and I are all on the Olympic committee. You know, one of us is going to say, "Well, I think that speedball needs to be," and we're going to do it in the NXL format. And Josh is going to say, "No, I think we need to do a MagFed event with limited ammo." And like, what would you put in to the Olympic sport? I think they just need to do normal <clears throat> speedball. Five man teams, no ten man. Yeah. See, an Olympic to me is like, more of a single person sport. So I would agree with Joe more than with five man than what? ten man. What? I said I would agree with Joe for more than no, five. No, you said Olympic would be a single man. Like, you realize like half of the Olympics is team sports, right? Okay, except for the luge. You're, I'm thinking like running sports, track sports, field sports. They're yeah. all single, single, single. Like, I get it. Like, the luge is a, you know, two or four man, depending on. And I thought that's bobsled. Figure skating is two. Well, we say luge. It's, it makes us seem more worldly. Um, yeah, what are the Olympic sports now? I can't even think of any that would be more than just a pair of people. Olympic diving is individual. Hockey, basketball, um, tennis. Go, go to yeah, summer. We, yeah, we don't have time first. to take Matt's comments, but I think um, soccer. <laughs> you know, I that's a, not a lot of soccer's a pretty small one. <laughs> but like, if you think about, I, I couldn't think of any of If you think about it, baseball <laughs> isn't even in the Olympics yet. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Softball is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, ballroom well, dancing. I, I'll give me that one. But like, like all the summer sports that people participate in, like half of them aren't in the Olympics. Yeah. And the other half, no one participates in anyways. Yeah. Speaking of baseball, this is way off topic, but I sat through Moneyball the last three nights. Why? I don't know. I found it interesting. It's a good movie. I've never seen Look, it before. If you're that bored, text me. I've got all kinds <laughs> of stuff you can watch. I, I, whatever. I, it popped up in the algorithm on Netflix, and I, like, you're scrolling through Netflix. You're better just to hit the, like, the, hit, hit the random jackpot on a slot but machine, right? See, now you've, 
clicked a baseball movie, which means it's going to suggest more baseball movies, which means your experience on Netflix is going to go downhill. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I respect people that like baseball, but it has to be one of the slowest moving sports. No, ever. I disagree. You like you like watching baseball? Yeah, when when my team is winning. Yes. My favorite part is when the pitcher stops and scratches his nutsack. <laughs> That's my favorite part. It's tactics. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to get nut scratch stuff on the ball okay. so that so, he can spin it faster. I, I was having this conversation with a guy at work the other day because I said soccer is the second most boring sport in the world. And, of course, he was Italian, so his brain blew up. Yeah. But we're talking about baseball. It's the most boring sport in the world. And some guy chirps in. He goes, Yo, you don't understand baseball. Baseball is more like a chess game. And That's I thought, not. congratulations, you've described sports. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, it's all about the setup and it's all about, it's like, no, no, no. Because the perfect game of baseball is when your team does nothing. Yeah. I would watch cricket, I find is interesting. And I still don't know all the way understand. Cricket it. is hilarious. Um, yeah. Have you ever watched it? Yeah, we used if to, you if you rope yourself into a sport that can last days because yeah. it's tied, you're doing something right. Yeah, we used to play a version of cricket as kids, and it was it was fun. It, it, yeah, yeah, but I don't know baseball. Just yeah. now, someone told me this the other. Speaking of soccer or football, I guess we're gonna call soccer soccer because that's who we are. But apparently, a regular match of soccer in Europe has more people watching it than our Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. And and I mm -hmm. and I thought of that, and I thought that's that's insanity because here we are thinking, okay, the Super Bowl is this gigantic thing, and it happens once a year, and we stock up on our chips and Doritos, but that happens every I but don't know how often. You got to think Europe. like who watches the Super Bowl? North North America. America. Yeah. That's it, right? You watch soccer. You've got large portions of Canada in the United States as long as Mexico, all of England. Yeah. I think they literally shut down to watch soccer when there's a game yeah. on, right? Like as all of Europe pretty much watches, right? Yeah. It's a huge part. I would say okay, the entire world except for North America. Okay, the longest cricket match took Well, maybe place not in North Korea, year. but I don't it think was they have recently. electricity. No way. The longest cricket match took place in 1939 oh, between okay. England and South Africa, and it lasted 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> According, I just Googled it, longest cricket match. No, no, match. but that, I think that's the longest official cricket match. Because there was about, something about some universities or something that went 36 days or something. But what about lacrosse? The original games of lacrosse played with the Indians did not go the Native Americans. Sorry, oh, I, I apologize. Know. But no... And oh, Vicky Brown in the live in the live chat also says golf, yawn, <laughs> yawn. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, good, good on you. What, uh, watching not so great playing. I still golf is sucks. Hard. But it's still it's boring. Like I get it. You're with your four buds and you're drinking. That's the best part of it. Long, uh, but everything else taken minutes. away. If you take the beer away and you take the golf no, carts away, okay. there's no fun in golf. Let me explain something about golf to you. Golf is not about going out playing golf, drinking beer, anything like that. You know what it's all about? Silence. <laughs> it's one of the best sports because everyone tries to be quiet. Yeah. I love just getting out of the house. Yeah, that too. That too. That too. Uh, Where it's loud. <laughs> Bob Spicer says uh, Bull Durham and the Field of Dreams is next. You know what? I haven't watched that, that movie in its entirety. Maybe that is next. <laughs> Maybe that is. Uh, watch Sandlot. It will change your life. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> Hard. Oh, you're killing no. me, Thomas Gunn says chess is boring. It is. Chess is also not a sport. But it's also, 
It's also Despite like, what ESPN seven yeah. will tell you. Yeah. The Ocho? The Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whatever. Maybe there you go. I got a couple movies to watch this uh this week. And then uh Super Bowl is about eating food and watching commercials. Well, the Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Super Bowl is not really even about watching the game. It's more so about being being social, being with people. You know, no. a lot of guys go to bars and hang out. Everyone has people over because that's what you do. It's like no. New Year's Eve. You would, you know, before the pandemic, you'd have people over or you'd do something. Allegedly. Now, there's no photographic evidence of this, but allegedly one big thing during the Super Bowl is drinking beer. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yes. Um, Desert in the chat says paintball capped at 10.2. Yawn. Go back to NPPL days of 15. I agree with you, but it wasn't NPPL. I don't think NPPL. And I don't think they ever ramped. I think I they were just uncapped semi, but I think you're thinking of uh, X-Ball. Because X-Ball. X-Ball was always 15 balls a second. Now you've got me wondering what NPPL was, but I believe it was always uncapped semi. They um, should have a rule. If you have a board in your marker... 12.5 cap. If it's mechanical, shoot as fast as you want. 10.5 like NXL, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fast enough where you can put some balls down the field, but it's not too crazy. You know, if a guy's playing a scenario game, it's no different than... What is a, what does an M16 do? 15 rounds a second? 600 rounds a minute. So... It's realistic-ish. In, some, in 2000... Yeah. Here's a thing from 2011. What... What is the rate of fire for the MPL if there and NPPL if there's one? I remember it used to be 15 balls a second, but that was a few years ago. Might have been capped at 15 balls a second. Was, I don't know. I again, NPPL had a last year or two. Uh, oh, he says you're correct. It was X ball. Yeah, but NX. But I still want to know what MPPL rules were. If anybody knows, can they email uh, email the show or let me know? Uh, short of me calling Chuck Hench <laughs> or or Ron Kilborn, who is way out of the sport now, but uh, I'd, I'd really like to know. Bob says it was a random call from Todd. Hey, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because I saw um, uh, on Facebook this afternoon, Paintball Media posted a picture, or, or I was trolling their thing to get a poster off their site, um, and they were showing an old um, magazine where Ron was on the cover. And I have that magazine because I took it down when I when I visited him the second time. And as a joke, I had him sign it, but not really as a joke because I wanted him to sign it. But uh, no. so I have it somewhere. Fanboy. Uh, what's that? Fanboy. Fan fanboy. <laughs> it was. I was. Um, way back, it started at eighteen, then fifteen. Eighteen. I don't remember that. Oh, I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't remember, I remember that. that. That's a lot of. Pain. I remember playing of... 15, and the difference between 10 and 15, you may think, is negligible, but it wasn't. Uh, it was hard. If someone was laying a corner bunker and you were running, you were going to get hit. Um, there was that much paint in the air at that point. Um, yeah, not an M16 was uh, 10 rounds a second. Okay, so Bob says it's only. M16s are only 10 rounds a second. So it was still faster than an M16. I said 600 rounds a minute. Yeah, divide that by 60. Yeah. So you're both wrong then. Right. <laughs> Math. <laughs> and Jeff Thompson calls me a bushwhacker. Yes, 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 sir, I was. All right. He's even got the shoulder pads in the other room. <laughs> oh, I'm bushwhacker. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> oh, I liked it. Yeah. Nice. On that note, why don't we end this show? Uh, it was fun not having Gavin, eh? 
It's it always was great. super duper fun. <laughs> always great without Kevin. We had a th- we had a third better content tonight. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. So we'll have Gavin back on the show next week. Joe, thank you for being on the program tonight. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning everybody. See you next week. Pew-pew. And Josh, thank you. Yes, and thank you to Gavin for not showing up. <laughs> He's no. taking a tour of the local brewery, I'm sure. Yes, we're sure of that. Yeah. Thanks, Matt, pushing buttons. Yep. And uh, we'll see you guys next week.